Don't forget, people. And that'll just confuse people that don't know who I am. <laughs> it might. This they'll is just be thing. like, they'll just look at that cup and be like, I mean, it says it's a vase, but I'm pretty sure that's a cup, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I love confusing people with this. Let's confuse them with this, too. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin Leonard, the Batmobile lost its... <gasps> Batman? Oh. Keep singing, boys. We were learning a lot. Yeah, I never knew Batman had an odor problem. Hmm, weird. I don't smell anything. Do you, Dougie? <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> my mommy. Yeah, me too. I may be named after a bird, but that doesn't mean I'm dropping eggs. Huh? You want to check these shorts and some eggs? All right, you see any eggs in there? We gotta go run! Get out of here! We're getting away, Batman! Not on my watch. The rats are scattering. Holy, these motherfuckers aren't going anywhere! All right. <laughs> a little robot chick in there. That's the perfect way to start off a conversation about peacemaker <laughs> a little dc action there I, I thought i had to throw a little something in there for batman specifically since it is actually bat the batman week um it's going to be dropping in most places oh yeah except russia on uh <laughs> on sanctions yeah sanctions i would buy I'd be, i would be i'm i'm i would if i'm russian and dc fan protesting the hell out of and among other things that are much more severe than the Batman not being released, of mm. course. But that would be like that's it. That's I'm that's done. where they drew the line. Yeah, they were like, no, here you it know is. What? Give up. I mean, there's <laughs> much, Batman. much other, many other things, of course. Um, but we have to laugh, not to cry. We have to exactly. laugh, not to cry. That's why I'm making. I'm not making fun of it because I know there's people that are in severe pain right now. But I'm laughing, not to cry. But here's this. And that's what we do. We, we, we're here for the entertainment value. Uh, but there's a little Batman. It is Battinson week. Batman. Are you going this week? Uh, yeah, I guess. I hadn't even thought about it. I forgot it was coming out. I'm always, you know, trying to keep up with the Marvel stuff. I I forgot yeah. there was a great DC thing coming out. Because there's some things from DC I was looking forward to. Like yeah. this Batman movie and like Shazam. Otherwise, I'm kind of like the Flash. I'm worried about that more than uh, looking forward to it. But. Yeah, I forgot the dates completely. I can't believe it's coming out. Well, it came up quick. I mean, if you think about it, the start of the year, and then boom, it's March. It's early March, and it's right here. I mean, yeah. We had so much, and we had so True. much else going on. With, you know, which I referred to some of the chaos that's going on in the world. But there's so much else going on, and then all of a sudden, you know, and I think the movie will do well because it's getting really good reviews. Um, so unless the audience scores it different than the critics, when it comes out, we'll find mm. out. But speaking of Marvel, I'm joined by two people from a great Marvel show at Geek News Now, MCU Mondays, which I was a guest on with y'all yesterday on MCU Mondays, 8.30 Central every Monday night. These two great people break down the latest and greatest in Marvel and the MCU. Yesterday was the Into Spider-Verse episode, which is currently now current on the Geek News Now uh, channels. Next to me, the one and only Debbie Barton. And then sitting kind of below, well, virtually, Chris Cassidy. Dance moves. (laughs) I'll hit you with that one. I don't want to get shown up by Raise the Roof. (laughs) Flashback to the 80s, you know. Mm. 
Pleasure to be here. Little fake, little uh, virtual applause. Um, also, Debbie hosting a new Star Wars show, also at Geek News, Geek News Now, GNN. Uh, co-hosting. Uh, co-hosting with Dave. Well, actually, I haven't been officially named co-host. I'm okay. just there. Okay, but you've been <laughs> That's a regular. That's what she did on MCU Mondays for a while until I was like, you're always here. You're my co-host. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how, you know, that's the Betty White method. Betty White was always a guest on these shows, and then she was so good on the show and so much fun to have around, but also very talented, that she ended up becoming regular on two of the shows that she was on. So, Debbie, is, is, is you're applying the uh, the Betty White method. She shows Can't go up. wrong with that. Yep. You know, I happen to be a... I am a closet, not really closet, Golden Girls fan. Just like Deadpool. <laughs> Which is how I know this about Betty White. But Betty White, rest in peace. We just lost her recently. Mm. But yeah, on Hot in Cleveland and the Mary Tyler Moore show, she got both of those shows from being a guest star on there. So uh, yeah, but the Star Wars the Star Wars show, about three or five episodes in, and that is, remind me, is it tomorrow or the night? Is tomorrow Thursday. Night? Thursday. Thursday night. So the day after tomorrow. Uh, Geek what News you, Now Cantina Happy Hour. It, it's a fun name too. Now, to, now on that, should, y'all should drink like you're at a cantina. cantina. That's just my. Well, I always do, but <laughs> yeah. it's like, what? what are you talking about? I'm always. You're like, I'm well, do that I, anyway. I drink. It's water, but you know, a flask is a great gift to give someone. It's like, hey, you look like a drunk <laughs> on the go. But anyway. Um, yeah, Thursday nights, it's the mm-hmm. same time, uh, 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern. Mm-hmm. Monday nights, we do the MCU. Thursday nights, they mm-hmm. do, and I'm sometimes there as well. Uh, you I'm, joined sure them, I'm sure joined I'll have them. you on as a guest. Yeah, I've been on there a couple times. I was there last oh, cool. week. We were, we're talking about A New Hope two weeks ago. Last week, we talked about Empire. This week, Okay. I don't think I'm going to be there because I think I'm going to see that new Foo Fighters. The Foo yes. Fighters with a horror movie. That's cool. What that that's another fun thing. Yeah, that's just and it's out. It's out this so I if I'm gonna see Batman next week, I should go see this immediately. Yeah. And uh real fast, I just also want to plug it's a vase productions. It's a vase productions. That's my YouTube page, and I just had one of my videos go over ten thousand views. Yes, which um I have other videos that have higher views than that, but they're Thank you. Thank you. They're all reaction videos. And so mm-hmm. this one is special to me because it's actually a super cut of the character Tristan from the King Arthur 2004 movie, which I think is a great movie. And he's my favorite character. But it's seven and a half minutes of pretty much everything Mads Mikkelsen does in that film. And YouTube actually just started showing it to more people. The algorithm is oh, caught up. If you look Sweet. at the chart, it just like went straight. It was kind of doing a gradual climb. Now it's awesome. just going straight up. It's you love to see it. So uh, we're celebrating so that. Awesome. And I'm really happy to be here to talk about Peacemaker with you guys. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Yes. And that is the Peacemaker. This is going to be the Peacemaker show. And I'm really excited to talk about the 1997 movie starring George Clooney. Uh, the peacemaker. Um, so is that I'm really sure, a movie? I don't think I've seen that one. I'm sure yeah, you guys are ready. Yeah. I'm sure you guys are ready to talk. Uh, talk about that 1997 classic. <laughs> Nicole Kidman, uh, Nicole Kidman, and uh, George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a 1997 movie, The Peacemaker. And it, it would have been even funnier if I could have found the poster. I was going to load <laughs> load up the poster for the movie that I had. I think it's this one. There it is. The 1997. <laughs> yeah, so 1997 film. We're going to break down this movie. Sorry, George Clooney. 
<laughs> the peacemaker. You guys ready to talk about it? Absolutely. Okay, let's. No, uh, John Cena actually, was actually in that picture. Didn't you see him? Who's that? John Cena. He's right there to the right. Oh yes, he's still yep. coming out of the fire in front of that car door, <laughs> as you would expect only the peacemaker to do. So yeah, there actually is a peacemaker movie. Uh, not not the DC peacemaker. It was just the movie was called Peacemaker that came out in 1997, and I only only I only remembered that. Because when I was doing research for the show today, I stumbled on uh, that and I was like, I forgot about that movie. But there was a there was a movie called Peacemaker. So, yeah, we're going to hit Peacemaker. We're going to have a, a thunder take to open the show for this 157th show. I'm Stephen Presley, Debbie Barton, Chris Cassidy. We'll have a thunder take on Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. I've got a pitch for these two for a possible third trilogy, another sequel trilogy for Jurassic, the Jurassic verse. And then we're going to hit, of course, we're going to talk about Peacemaker. We'll have our usual agree or disagree and our thoughts and advice, the usual tropes. And then we're going to run right into this. I lied. Here we are for one fifty-seven. It's, it's the Geek News Now takeover tonight in the Thunder Pop Dome with two of the uh, top player. Two of there's many top players, but you're two of the top players. From Two of Geek News Now's finest. I'll say so myself. Yeah, they, I mean, there is an Avengers-like <laughs> crew over there, so it it's is big, hard to pick favorites. But international, mm. yes, and not just uh, you know, but all over. We got people in Britain, Australia, mm-hmm. all Scotland. over the place. I'm in Maryland. I know other people are in Texas. That's where it's based yeah. out of Texas. So yeah. there's it's a big group. Of Big group of geeks. <laughs> yeah, Dave is just down the road from me, about a few hours or less. I know. So uh, he was one of the first people I, I taught. I came to know from the GNN world. So um, down there in San Antonio or in the San Antonio area. I don't know if I'm supposed to say exactly specifically, but he's kind of in the <laughs> south part of Texas. Well, that's where he says safe. Geek News Now is based. So right. Yeah. So it's safe. it's it's out there. It's public that they're really kind of based out there. Uh, all right, I got a thunder take. We're gonna open the show with a thunder take. I want to pitch an sh- idea for you. Are you all into the Jurassic? Debbie, are you into the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World? Are you a fan? Yes, huge excited, fan. Excited? Then you're really excited for the upcoming uh, finale of the current yes. trilogy. Yes, looks great, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like mm-hmm. their No Way Home, isn't it? Because it's bringing back the oldies. It's fan, sir. It's fan oh, service. Here goes Chris. I'm just gonna say we'll see because bringing back the classic <laughs> characters is not a guarantee that's gonna be good. And I'll no. throw Jurassic Park three at you as yeah. an example. They brought back Dr. Grant, which I love. Right. I was like, yeah, I love him. I love the actor. I like mm-hmm. his character. Awesome. And then I saw the rest of the movie. It was like, ugh. And there's some good parts in there. Like there's stuff actually out of the Jurassic Park book, like the aviary and yeah. the river. 
that's like straight out of the actual book so that was cool but most of the rest of the movie was just like uh so if you're colin trevorrow fan or if you are colin trevorrow actual this is your opportunity to really shove it back at star wars lucasfilm after Mm -hmm. being you know the the one that was tapped to do the final of the that trilogy and then i don't know if he was ousted or if it was a mutual divorce he had the thing that he wanted to do which was write a good ending to a trilogy and they came out with the last Jedi, and he was like, "Okay, what? There's no good way to do this now." And then yeah. you know that that whole thing was so rushed and thrown together, and then made by committee and re-edited and half. He's lucky that he got away from that because you wouldn't, you don't want your name attached to whatever right. was going to be at the end of that. Right. In my opinion, some people, but even a lot of people that like the last Jedi think like the last movie was terrible. So it and they right. refuse to accept blame on the last Jedi for that. I'm like. <laughs> Part of that is because of what happened in that film, but the other part is, you know, like it was hard to finish that trilogy after what had happened in the middle of it. Well, and that because the, one of the the sins of that movie to me felt like, in 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 hindsight, looking back on it, is that it tried to be a sequel for two movies. It was trying to work off of Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, yeah. which were two different directions. So that was, just- and you can see they retconned so much of what happened in the Last Jedi. Yeah, I mean Kylo's mask. Oh, now it's fixed. Yeah. Oh, a Jedi's yeah. weapon deserves more respect. Pretty much every decision that was made yeah. in the Last Jedi got retconned in the last movie, and you shouldn't be spending half your movie redoing things yeah. from the previous movie. That should have been that should have been a natural progression. Yeah, the there's sequel trilogy no, was so no badly consistency whatsoever. Um, you mm-hmm. would think if you plan on doing a trilogy that you would get everybody together and say okay this is how we want it to progress from movie Mm -hmm. to movie and stay consistent with that instead they hired two or three different directors or writers or whatever Mm -hmm. and they just well i like this i'm gonna do this you know i'm gonna do it my way and yeah then we got i mean ryan johnson had he has self-admitted like he wrote his movie without basically seeing the force awakens and he yeah. had the characters and he's like, I want to do this with these characters. Mm. And some people might think that's amazing. Cause it's not like any star Wars. And I'm like, that's the problem. It's too, it's literally too far away from what star Wars is. And it misunderstands the mechanics of what makes a star Wars film, a star Wars film, which is utilizing the hero's journey as identified by Joseph Campbell. And he takes that and for subversion, he does things specifically opposite to that. But that means you're not really making a Star Wars film anymore, or you're completely misunderstanding the characters, or you're breaking the universal laws, like using light speed to ram, which is another thing they retconned in the next one by saying it was a one in a million chance. Well, if it was a one in a million chance, then that means Haldo wasn't actually trying to blow up that ship. She was trying to escape because there's only one in a million chance she was actually going to do the thing that she was doing. So you also just made her a coward. And in addition to now breaking the, it's so stupid. And also if it's a one in a million shot, that's why you have Astro droids. Not all right. But now apparently it is because they have light speed skipping, which was another terrible thing. That's like, we'll just jump from here to here to here. Now we're in the middle of the city. Hey, uh, do we not care about flying through things anymore? You know what? Who cares? Let's just action sequence into MacGuffin into mm. action sequence into MacGuffin into action sequence into MacGuffin. Hey, look, Palpatine's back. The end. Sorry, sir. Doing my best. But I don't. 
I'm not going to be on the shows where they talk about the sequels on the Star Wars Cantina Happy Hour because they, they won't even let you. Well, I'm just going to. Well, I know I'm you would. Not, they might want me to because it's some people enjoy watching me. Get it's, upset good about these things, it's good but, theater. Uh, it's good theater. It's fun to watch you. Uh, you might bust through the screen. That's what they're afraid of. You might bust literally yeah, through the screen. The screen might crack. Listen to me. Screens will crack all over mm. all over the globe. Watching your show. What's that show? Okay, so here's my pitch. Jurassic, we love, we all agree. And Colin Trevo, is, like I said, this is his chance to just go F you, uh, Lucasfilm. If you had kept me, this is what you would have got is one of the best finales in the history of trilogies. That's the best case scenario. If he if he flops with this movie, then Lucasfilm is going to be like, man, we really kind of dodged a bullet, but we still sucked. But we dodged a bullet on on that. But, we, but did we really dodge a bullet? We kind of just dodged a different bullet. Anyway, that's the, that's the best case and worst case scenario. But here's my pitch: they're going to wrap up Jurassic uh, Jurassic World. That's that current trilogy, and then it'll probably rest for a while. But you can bet they'll figure out a way to bring this IP back because it is one of the stronger IPs. Of the last, you know, um, thirty years, so you know it's there. You know, there's there's I don't think obviously anyone I, else is doing dinosaurs either. You know, not well, not to this level. Because like, like Star Wars or Star Trek, there's other sci-fi things. No one else really does stuff with dinosaurs. There's no, like that one um, Velocipaster. I didn't see that, but I yeah, saw I the name. It. I thought was clever, but I was like, this is a. <laughs> and people love dinosaurs. I mean, kids do, love yeah. di- kids love dinosaurs. It's one of the things that you're when you're a kid now. Because like me having a four year old son, I know you're either into uh, you're into dinosaurs or you're into the robots or you're into trains. It's kind of like there's these different s- split offs factions, and you're the dinosaur kid or you're the robot kid. So anyway, here's my pitch: L- What about a futuristic trilogy that skips ahead to 2100? It's Jurassic World 2100, or I would call it Jurassic Universe. I would call it Jurassic Universe. And without having seen old uh, the new one that's going to be coming out and knowing how that's going to conclude, and we that would be a whole other show there to speculate on how they're going to wrap that up and how it's even going to unfold, but we can kind of guess by what how it ended, the previous one ended. So it's mass chaos. Dinosaurs are everywhere. Spoiler alert. They've gotten into the cities. They've gotten into the mainstream, and they're everywhere. And then there's this there's hybrid dinosaur they're using because they want to militarize dinosaurs. That seems like so you could build off of that and go just go way into the future and do something that's kind of on the cusp of sci-fi with dinosaurs. Has anyone ever done that well? Could that be cool? And you could have like hybrid dinosaurs. You could have cyborg dinosaurs. In, in, in Jurassic Universe. So this is the elevator pitch. Are you interested in seeing... Raptors with lasers. Yes, Raptors with lasers. Finally, I'm in just... live-action cinema. It wouldn't be just a meme. It would be a real thing. Are you interested in seeing Jurassic Universe in theaters in about uh, eight or nine years? Maybe eight, seven, eight, five mm-hmm. years. What do you think? <laughs> Pass for me. <laughs> He's a oh come on, Debbie! Theory. I thought I had you. I thought I would have you for this one. I thought all you I would... can see is like, um, uh, of course, in the trailer of the new movie, we've seen Baby Blue, and so yeah. all I can yeah. see or all I can think of as you're talking fu- futuristic is a grown-up Baby Blue 
and he's running through the jungle with an AK-47 or something, you know, holding mm. it, you know, all over the place. <laughs> no, so it's it's jumping, like 100 years in the future, so lasers is what I'm saying. Everyone's lasers. got... Yes, well, it's lasers. Here's a couple things. Like Star Wars I lasers? I want dinosaurs like, shooting... Sort of, yeah, like a laser gun. I want dinos <laughs> shooting lasers out of their ass, literally. Shooting... <laughs> Or however pew, it's done. Pew, but then when you were talking pew, about cyborg, pew, pew, pew. I just want some freaking raptors with freaking laser beams on their heads. Is that too much to freaking ask? <laughs> You're right, Doctor Evil. Absolutely. <laughs> that was. Uh, so when you were like talking about your son, like at that age, they're into trains or dinosaurs or robots. Are they ill-tempered? Absolutely. Well, that's a start. <laughs> exactly exactly are the dinosaurs ill-tempered that's yes. a start that's a start but um dinosaurs and robots i was immediately i was like well what's even better is you combine those two dinobots yes uh, so right there transformers the or in the show beast wars i used to watch that all the time that was one of my favorite shows because i love transformers and beast wars was yeah. pretty cool yeah. uh there was literally a dinobot that was his name dinobot mm -hmm. and he turned into a raptor and megatron turned into a t-rex yeah. and then later they got upgraded so like their animal forms could turn into transportation mode and so when you were like cybernetic dinosaurs i was half thinking about those and like oh yeah then you get like a velociraptor with like a cybernetic eyesight and it's got a laser cannon mounted to its back and then I was thinking also that the civilization, instead of people being like super in control, it's like there was a war and they're kind of reduced. Uh, so they don't necessarily all have lasers. Maybe some of them have lasers, but like some of them have AKs and other people use like hand-to-hand -hand combat weapons. And that would mm -hmm. be kind of like Horizon Zero Dawn if you've seen that mm -hmm. game where it's mm -hmm. like the chick has the spear and she's, those are just giant robot animals that she fights and different things like that. But mm -hmm. I was like, if you combine all that, I can definitely see people being interested. And uh, if it's being made by Jurassic Park, you know, with that IP, they'll have the money to make the uh, special effects good enough that it doesn't turn out just ridiculous. Just cheesy, yeah. Yeah. So like it sounds like... Velocipaster, I assume. Is. Chris is on board. You, you're, you're buying it. You're buying that ticket. Shut up and take my money. Shut up and take your money. <laughs> And and Debbie's like you jumped the shark. Yes, you jumped the and, shark. <laughs> and you're drunk. Go home. <laughs> Get an Uber, but, but then go home. Yeah, I like movies. <laughs> Why not? Well, I do too. But I'd probably complain about it after I said it would have to. It would, <laughs> it would, like I would sure. be surprised if it was good, but I would go to see it. Just you to would, be like, what are they doing? The Jurassic Park. Yeah, you would at least either have to go see it to see the train wreck. Or the masterpiece <laughs> unfold. Yeah. It would be one or the other. Okay, another masterpiece that did unfold in 2022 already in the, in, the er, in the early part of the year is Peacemaker Season 1. And what... When I first heard they were going to do a spinoff with this character, I was quite surprised, I'll be honest with you, because I, I didn't think it was the strongest character that they could do it standalone series with i thought speaking of jump of the shark that maybe hbo max was and dc was maybe overextending themselves trying too hard to to put content on their new streaming app and maybe trying too hard and they went around and asked literally everyone who wants to do a show and john cena was like oh. well that right there is a selling point because you mentioned like it's not the strongest character i'd agree with that 
right but john cena it wasn't it wasn't the strongest character but yeah. now well after the suicide squad i think you definitely got some fans from that because mm -hmm. i i enjoyed that movie and that was part of why i was looking forward to actually watching this show and yeah and so was he like john cena i like his acting like i i couldn't care less about the wrestling aspect of things right other than i guess that maybe helped him get ready for like some of the fight scenes and some of the showmanship that he has to do. But I think he's like a pretty hilarious actor. Oh, he's one of the funniest, for the longest time. And I've always people. enjoyed him for that. So ever since I was, I saw and, and then this is a comedy where also, you know, it's dark humor, but it also is like a comedy. So I'm, yeah. I'm, that, and, and he did a great job. All this. I, I haven't yeah. been a John Cena fan. So when I watched Suicide Squad, the Suicide know, Squad, whatever. I mean, he, <laughs> I mean, you know, he was, he was a douchebag and in the show, he's a douchebag, but they take that douchebag and they make you feel some kind of empathy for him because, yeah. you know, we get a bit of a backstory and I mean, he's still a douchebag most of the time, but now you kind of you know he's a character that you love to hate yeah 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 because he has his good moments and then he's you know bam he's right back to being a douchebag <laughs> but i think they took <clears throat> a lot of his what's known about his character mm -hmm. and they kind of pushed a lot of that on his father being yeah the the the, the less the the the, the worst darkest parts of his character and they made that they were able to push that to his dad yeah yeah so. it, was cool. it was it was smart how they did that and it's really cool <coughs> spoiler alert i mean i guess that's implied but spoiler alert oh yeah by the way if you haven't seen we're peacemaker sorry. and you care about it and all the people that have it we are going to spoil the hell out of it going forward Yeah, because i'm talking about a pretty big spoiler yeah um, big spoiler on the way so spoilers now like you can't have been warned any more than that spoilers uh, spoilers yeah. spoilers spoilers when spoilers, he kills man. his dad and then his dad starts showing up yeah as hallucinations i was like that's yeah. pretty awesome and the stuff yeah, that his dad was saying cool. as he killed him too was like i don't know did he do something to his son like brain chip or something it like has it leaves the conclusion Ooh. to the show is very satisfying but it leaves me with questions about what's going to happen in like the next season you know what i mean mm -hmm. they did a really good job of that marvel almost doesn't answer any questions they just ask a ton more questions and they're like you have to watch the next thing this one pretty satisfying conclusion right. and left me wanting more and questioning that very thing that I just like that hallucination thing, what's going to become of that? And what is that going to do to him? Cause he was, mm -hmm. it's seen turning a corner and becoming a better person. But if he's right. constantly haunted by his father, which like you said, is the mm -hmm. worst parts of his character that mm -hmm. could make for a very interesting internal conflict in the next season. Yeah. Especially if he's going to be dating that chick. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. Cause like <laughs> Debbie said, he is a douchebag. She even said you're 85% full piece of shit. I guess uh, he today uh, sheds his blood with me as my brother. So they went in fighting together and now they're, you know, soldiers. I really like that bit too. When mm -hmm. she was talking to Waller's daughter and she, Waller's daughter is like, Oh, what? So the, you live by a code where you can just kill anyone except the people that you fight beside you? And she's like, 
yes <laughs> that's not a crazy thing you know and then waller's daughter was like well i just can't close myself off that way and i was like people keep saying that you're made for this job but i really don't think that you are <laughs> and then she ends the show by like making a big old enemy out of her mother oh yeah yeah like waller she's gonna be pissed and that's a woman that's very no nonsense she not she doesn't I think she was even like, yeah, they even had a cameo over there sitting on the couch watching. And he's like, what the fuck? That was a nice. I'm glad they brought her back for that quick little sh- little <laughs> that added added to that moment. Definitely. It really brought some kind of something. To, plus it's a little clip, a little bit of a cliffhanger there because their relationship going forward with that. What's that going to yeah. look like in the second season? Yeah, because she mom. won't be doing her mother's dirty work anymore. So no. right. It seems like she just. Now, I mean, the other thing is when in at the end or earlier in that episode, mm. she did decide that she had to do this. She was told by the other chick that she's good at the job. And then she runs out and she does the shooting. So maybe she does want to keep doing this thing, but she doesn't want to do it as under Amanda Waller. And yeah. she finds that to be corrupt, which is interesting. But then like how who are they going to be funded by what's their and because the other guy went back to bell reeve he was great by the way the mm-hmm. heavy set guy yeah die beard okay oh. and that would that made me yeah. crack up so much a that they were calling him die beard b that in the last episode they, they actually did the whole thing where he talks yeah. about it and the first time that he calls yeah. him die beard and he goes I don't dye my beard. I've always had a regularly colored facial hair. I busted out laughing because I have like a blonde. My mustache comes in way more blonde than the rest. Yes. My brother, he has hair like mine, but his comes in red. So like we have the weirdest beards. And when he said that line, I just busted out laughing. I was like, this guy is my hero. And when he killed the gorilla. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, you know, that's the coolest thing. I mean, all these characters, no matter how outrageous they are, they all feel like somebody that could really we we could have met or had known or worked with or gone to school with. They're just very well, very believable characters in a very outrageous universe, in a very outrageous scenario. But they're real people. They, they're, mm-hmm. they're just so organic and real. And, and Debbie mentioned how they took the best of Peacemaker and his douchebaggery and were able you, you said they were able to make. Use the best parts of it. And make get the most out of his character, and to me, that seems like that that one of the str- strengths of James Gunn has always been his ability. And going back to Guardians of the Galaxy, you always see Chris Pratt kind of the same character in everything he's in, from Jurassic. We were mentioning Jurassic World earlier, to, from Jurassic World to that Alien movie he did on Amazon Prime, uh, to like everything else he's been in. Uh, he's always Chris Pratt, but I felt like they got the best version of Chris Pratt in using what he's great at in when, when he's working with James Gunn. And so it's no surprise that John Cena, I've always thought John Cena was very funny, but they got the best of him and all these other characters. I feel like are playing probably a version of themselves, but they're, he got the best of, of each of them. Mm-hmm. He's so good at that. And, and the way he works with his actors and gets, and gets them in the character, then he gets the best out of them. So it's just, I don't know, just great. Uh, now you think this is a, um, this is a crazy question, but we know how the cliff, how we know how it ends. And that surprise appearance of the, again, spoilers, 
the Justice League showing up at the end. And just well, us league. It's just <laughs> us, not the whole league. Well, and the funny thing about that is, is that the actor that plays was it Ezra Miller that plays the Flash, mm-hmm. DCE Flash. Barry, Barry, he actually asked specifically. He wanted to do that. He said, "Yeah, I want it. I want in on that because they were going to have, they had Aquaman for sure. Uh, they they decided not to use Batman. I, I hear Batman was cut. They were going to use Batman. They cut that because I, I'm suspecting. So we got the silhouette of what looks like Henry Cavill Superman. We get the silhouette of what obviously looks like Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, and but it's kind of dark. They're, the lighting has got them where they're really in a dark spot. They're in a, they're yeah. in a dark area where you can't see them, their faces, but there's you see the silhouette. It's obviously Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. It's obviously, as you know, uh, Henry Cavill's version of Superman. I'm pretty sure. Would you agree? Yep. Looks like Henry Cavill, but could always a, be Martian Manhunter, but what's that? But it could always be Martian Manhunter, but just because he can shapeshift. And technically any one of them, I guess, could have been Martian. that would have been probably not Barry because he showed up <laughs> yeah. Whoa, he, uh, yeah. super speeded, but so Barry's there. Barry actually Ezra asked to be in on that because they he would they were like not sure maybe he was gonna be another one that was gonna be kind of just but it was it really added. I'm glad they had him there to interact with Aquaman. It really added a lot to that cameo by having him to work off of. And that what was it how many seconds are they there together? Was it like 10 seconds of maybe just yeah, uh, not very long of the two of the really two Justice League and then the others appearing to be there but being quiet and in the dark. Uh, but I'm so sick of that rumor. Of what rumor? rumor. <laughs> it's not a rumor. Why is it Fuck you, Barry. Well, you no. know, they had that joke throughout the whole uh, episode about him. Yeah, it was, oh, it was like, it was set, too, yeah. they were setting it up. But that scene, that 10 seconds is better than the entire Justice League movie that went to theaters. The, the ten, one that wasn't, yeah. If James Gunn directed that scene, it shows me enough to, like, let's give James Gunn the Justice League, let let him take over that that wrecked ship. <laughs> he already took over one wrecked ship. He took over Suicide Squad. Now, the story I I've always heard, I've heard for a while is that when he was he came over to DC, in uh, kind of in in a entanglement over at Disney. He leaves. Doesn't look like he's going to even come back and do another Guardians. He goes over to DC. Get they offer him Superman or Suicide Squad. He had his pick. Just like The Rock said, he had his pick between Black Adam and and uh, he had a pick, he had a choice to do Shazam or Black Adam. He wanted to do Black Adam. So I, <laughs> that is the correct choice for him. He would that is the correct been, choice. Yeah, he, was, a little, he would have been a little old for me to do Shazam. Correct. <laughs> now the younger a younger Rock, like at back maybe I don't know fifteen years ago, would have been a good Shazam. That would have been cool. But now, yeah, in twenty twenty two, he's much better for Black Adam. He's perfect. He looks Black like Black Adam. Yeah, he does. Just, yeah. Like, if I look at the comic character and I'm like, who does this look like? And it looks like The Rock. I don't think that about uh, Shazam or Captain Marvel. Yeah, I prefer to call him Captain Marvel, but I know but they here... got into a thing with Marvel over that. Oh, well, yeah. There was a little something rumor about some some issue. There was some story for them. The names, or I don't know, they were battling about something with Marvel and Shazam. It's like, fine, we'll just call him Shazam. He's always yelling Shazam anyway. Yeah, but he can't tell people his Do name is Shazam because every time he face. says Shazam, he gets <laughs> struck by a bolt of lightning and transforms. So he can't go around saying, I'm Shazam. Oh, crap. Yeah. So DC rumors in your face. Okay. In your face. But here's my question for the both of you Is this, should this become the gun verse? 
We were at, we for a long time people were fighting for a Snyderverse to come back with the Snyderverse after the Snyder Cut came out. The internet was going mad wanting the Snyderverse back that they had pulled out from under them. Now I'm saying Gunverse. I have a strong opinion on this. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think they should be trying to do like everything or a Snyderverse or a Gunverse because um, you already have like the MCU and everything has to be part of the reason Gun left is because he didn't have the freedom to do what he wanted. That's why he wanted to do Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. He could be darker. He could be edgier. He could yep. make jokes that Marvel would never allow him to make definitely uh, because mm-hmm. dca is more desperate but also he's not <laughs> tied into the Snyderverse, even as you call it he can make yeah. things with his own style and that's something the mcu doesn't have you yeah. gen- generally just have the style of the mcu with dc now we have the batman coming out which is kind of like that's not tied down to the Snyderverse or anything it's on a separate earth they can use their own specific feel it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like cookie cutter marvel you know what i mean every marvel movie and that's part of the beauty of it but at the same time you don't have any you know it's going to be like a marvel movie as opposed to with something like suicide squad something like even the daredevil show that was on netflix you had that was clear everyone's like it's mcu canon i'm just like nothing in the mcu okay is it that level of violence or that level of anything so yeah. Now maybe Moon Knight will test it, but what's that like? TV fourteen. Yeah. I don't even like. Yeah. I mean, it looks a little edgier, well, dark. Blade, I mean, look- Blade is TV fourteen. I don't <laughs> see it like they don't have like Suicide Squad. R. What's happening? People are like blowing up. Sometimes that's what you want to see. Daredevil came close, but again, that was Fox, and so did Logan. Those are R-rated Marvel characters, but yeah. now again, Disney owns them, and it'll be interesting to see if we ever get and blade when that originally came out with wesley snipes i mean yeah. f-bombs blood things blowing oh, up yeah you, you can't do that with tv 14 it was awesome blade was that's awesome. awesome but yet they keep deadpool at, at r they better they, had they they got to the, if you if you mess well, that I up and Feige has that. said that he wasn't going to change that at all yeah because he's not an idiot yeah, as he should. I mean, he, he, he wouldn't come like, out and say that. Why can you? Why can you do that with Deadpool and not at least? I'm not saying make everything R, but a Have few the shows and a couple of movies outside of Deadpool mm-hmm. make them R. Yeah, because you're getting into the the darker part of Marvel. You know, with Blade and Moon Knight, <clears throat> yeah. you're getting into that darker universe. So let's go there. Go all the way. And that's something that Peacemaker was able to do. It's violent. I mean, it's got jokes. It's got nudity. It's got pretty much the whole shebang. And I enjoyed that. Like, because you generally, again, you're not, I, I'm not going to get that going into Falcon and Winter Soldier, going in to watch no. that show. Like, definitely you're not, not going to get this. Definitely stuff. not Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah, you're not going to get, you're not going to, it's not even available. There's not even a question of it. So you sit down to watch this. You, It's kind of like, it's nice. To not know what's going to be coming next. And that's something I think James Gunn excels at. And also, again, that's why it shouldn't become like the gun verse and have it because then everything would have to be this style and not everything should be. This did it great and something should be that way, but not everything. Like I wouldn't want him to take over the Justice League. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying he'd do a bad job, right. but 
I would like off. to see someone I, keep him with Suicide Squad and doing stuff in this area, or um, again let him take his pick because I think he knows best what he's going to be able to do, and to mm-hmm. give the directors that kind of freedom or to let it be available like with the Batman, so it could just take place on another reality. And Marvel might be stepping up to that way of thinking soon. Multiverse of Madness is coming out. Yeah, so they might change. be saying, mm-hmm. hey, this takes place in universe whatever. It's not part of your standard timeline, so don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so they might be doing stuff like that. But given that it's still under Disney, right. a lot less chance, a lot less they're probably not going to be going for the darker stuff in general because they're aimed at general audiences. They want to be able to market it. uh, Going with the, uh, the Netflix shows. Well, the Netflix shows, and then they're, they're also going to add a um, parental, like, yeah. Yeah. So I think they go darker. They can but because they'll still get idiots that like, I took my kid to see this R rated movie that you put out. And now they said the F word and I blame you. It's like, well, first of all, you can see an F word in a PG 13 movie. Second of all, why did you take your kid to the R rated movie? The R rating didn't, but Disney, you know, well, one I mean, phone call equals you, you a had billion people who complaints. did that with Deadpool. I mean, they're the theater. I, know, I went saying. to, to go see that. There was, kids all over the place and i'm like are you a flipping kid in me or you don't care i mean we're talking toddlers toddlers yeah because people are stupid and those are the same people (laughs) that would call up later and be like i took my child to see your movie and it was completely inappropriate and i don't know how you answer that phone call other than by saying you're that's why that's why we gave it (laughs) an r rating you are an idiot and then what do they say oh i'm mad that i'm an idiot well i would be too even though i've heard ignorance is bliss but that's it you don't get a refund click (laughs) don't take your child to see r-rated movies if you don't want your child to be exposed to r-rated movies i don't care the karens will come out of the woodwork i wanted something to complain about so i created this problem manufactured outrage (laughs) may i speak to your manager please some 16-year-old pimply-faced kid in a vest comes walking out and like, yeah? Oh, uh, hello, no. sir. And he's I hear you have a problem with the movie. Coming out of the closet or the back room and he's stoned and the smoke's following him out of the door, out of the room. And he's like, what, man, what? I'm your projectionist this evening. So you know how to work a projector? No, everything comes on a DVD now. <laughs> I actually do know how to thread a projector and it's... That's awesome. It's like crazy it's not just like you put it in here and it comes out there no 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 no. <laughs> why well, is that fun to watch people do i've always enjoyed that course. watching that well because also it's all it's fun to do itself the machinery of it because yeah. it is machinery it's like why do people watch how it's made it's like because it's cool to watch the machine doing stuff yeah and this is how you thread a thing and so because it is complicated it has to run through all these different things and there's things that slide back into place and then when you actually start it like it has to get running to the right speed and it's fun to watch mm-hmm. the tape flickering as that happens and literally one of the things i would do is like there's a movie on but i just got the projector open and i'm looking at the projector just like this is awesome <laughs> and i got to keep a bunch of movie posters so is Great. peacemaker the best dc since the dark knight 
Am I going over? Am I going? Am I? Am I? Am I? Am I I drunk? Well, Joker. I mean that. Everyone. Well, yeah, uh, but depends. Some people. Some people are like too. It's too dark. Joker's too dark. It's not. That's not. I even say. I I didn't think it was too dark. I just didn't. I just didn't like it. I just thought it was the movie Taxi. Uh, But with the Joker. But with the Joker. Yeah. Which it was, and I'm fine with that. I do yeah. not mind this. Quentin, Quentin Tarantino, not a fan of the Joker film. He's, well, Quentin he's Tarantino openly, loves feet. I mean, not everyone's exactly the same. There wasn't and... enough feet in the Joker. That was the problem. Yeah, I wanted That's to why. see more women's <laughs> bare feet up you main frame in the camera. Because he has that in every one of his movies. I'm not saying his movies are bad. I love Quentin Tarantino movies. But the guy right. is strange, okay? He's, he's a strange person. But artists can be strange. Yeah, That's... They... They you're, you're the, the uh, my mind yeah. works differently than yours. <laughs> I'm perceiving things. You know what we haven't actually talked about yet, and I I really wanted to bring it up. Yeah. Uh, in Peacemaker, Vigilante. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to bring it up. Two reasons. Well, the the first main reason is I was familiar with the character Vigilante from yeah. the show Green Arrow, and if you were yeah. a fan of that mm-hmm. Vigilante. This is a very different vigilante. That vigilante is cold, calculating, dangerous. Uh, You know, well, not that this guy isn't dangerous, but, you know, the one in Green Arrow is serious. He's not, this guy Mm -hmm. is Deadpool. He's Deadpool, but in the deep, well, he's, and he's a sidekick. So he's a little bit different than Deadpool, but he's literally this, he's like the same height ish you know mm-hmm. same kind of build he does the flippy thing like deadpool does his flippy thing and he's kind of agile and none of that's explained by the way it's like yeah. how is this bus boy deadly like even when he gets shot in the last episode he kind of turns around like throws a knife into a guy's head with barely even looking i'm like <laughs> when did you get so good at this why are you the best fighter it's not explained at all which is something i like about it. i liked him i thought the humor was funny even it still worked though it still like, kind of works though doesn't it yeah, it's not exactly Deadpool humor. Like some of it is just like I think this yeah. guy's like an idiot. Yeah, he he's a <laughs> yeah, like you're an he's idiot. a goofball. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, some of the best scenes are the vigilante scenes where he's like trying to talk in a different voice, thinking he's disguised. They already have all this intel on him. If I keep changing my face, they won't be able to remember what my face looks like. Yeah. Well, that and he's got in his own mind, he's got this bromance with peacemaker right <laughs> which they are like, no. kid, yeah well they, i mean like <laughs> they are friends they They're, yeah, really, like, yeah. go on missions and stuff it's but more vigilant that guy's like in love is. with you how did you know my phone password <laughs> i know my own birthday dude like yeah he's like a stalker almost yeah he stalks him a little bit but he tolerates it he, how did you know that was tolerate. me at the door you have a very annoying knock <laughs> He did. He had a, he did a very annoying knock. <laughs> yeah. The knocks would drive me crazy. Someone did that every time they came over to my place. And it would, I would get a little old. Well, that, that character to me, the way I look at it, he is like the the person that has um, no friends and has a lot of time on their hands because of that. And their hobby, whatever their hobby is, they really obsess over it. And his hobby that he obsessed and nerded out on was becoming this vigilante fighting machine uh, assassin and like a, like a hacker that would be very dangerous that could do a lot of damage if you piss them off and they seem like the the, the biggest goof in the, in the world 
when you meet him out in social settings, but they're actually super dangerous. But instead of being a hacker, he's just a, he's a vigilante. He spent a lot of time weaponizing himself. Yeah, for some reason he has <clears throat> no empathy. He doesn't yeah, at yeah, at times we saw that, didn't we? Well, well I, I thought he even I thought said that, that he goes, I don't I don't have that. And I'm yeah, like, he says, I don't have feelings like other humans or whatever. He says, like, why not? Like, you know, does something ooh. happen? Right. Well, he there's also a, doesn't get a lot of social cues. It's like uh yeah. it's like a weird uh almost like a developmental disorder or right. advanced autism could, or something like that. You could, know, like that could be another thing with him that's part of his character's development. You should say you're gonna be sarcastic before you're sarcastic, so then I'll know that you're about to be sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like that's there's reasons that's not it oh and like the other time when the person was like you no know, it would be great if it could get into a chihuahua if a butterfly could take over a chihuahua that wouldn't be great why would that be great why don't you tell me it wouldn't there you go and it's like <laughs> what is wrong with you though what was what what and that could be a good jump off for for season two because they they've given us a lot of peacemaker. We've gotten his origin story now. That's right. In this one, so they could go into vigilante's or vigilante's origin story in the season second season, and that could be an interesting thing to to dive into a little bit. Yeah. In the second season, to they'll, great, they'll need yeah. they'll need something to fill in those gaps for those flashback scenes. That I'd we, be interested, yeah, to see that because you're right. We did. I mean, we got his origin, but there's mm -hmm. still maybe we can see other stuff in his past. Like, for instance, right. when Vigilante saw him doing something one time and then was like, I mean, they live in close by. So maybe it mm -hmm. was something like that and then just started obsessing over it and they could go into that. Would we want to see a Suicide Squad, another Suicide Squad character show up maybe in season two? Like one character maybe appears for maybe an arc of three or four shows. I think it would be... Uh interesting to see either you know another suicide squad member or even like another uh character from within you know dc i mean they've got all the dc characters so they can kind of do whatever they want i i think i would be open to seeing that opened up because around the beginning of the, this show i was like why does this always happen like when we go from a movie to like a tv series peacemaker is suddenly not nearly as dangerous like as he was in the suicide squad in the suicide squad he's just like taking down tons of people right in this like that chick beats him up which then you later learn the butterflies give him super strength so there's right. some forgiveness there yeah but there's absolutely. other stuff where it's just like <laughs> it's a good thing well, you weren't he... acting like this in the suicide squad well he was having a crisis he was going mm -hmm. through that's what i mean it seems like to me what do you think i would yeah i think that's I mean, part I mean, of if it. you were to explain it that would be how i would have to go to that um so i i don't know but i love this show i mean it's i give it a high rating it's a, for me it really um i don't want to get my hopes up too much going forward for future hbo max standalone dc series but they're off to a pretty good start start with the tv shows the movies yep. are are extremely inconsistent but so far if you, you look at uh doom patrol i thought really good and this show is really good they have more coming now i'm talking about the hbo max series i'm not talking about arrowverse any yeah. of the other stuff they've done at arrowverse or in on the networks but like what they're doing new stuff on hbo max for the last year or two i thought they've done pretty good so far i would be thinking and we'll see but the arrowverse type show it's probably going to be coming to an end you know like 
20 whole, episodes, 22 episodes that are 45 minutes long. Oh, just that type of um, going that direction in general with superhero yeah. shows and doing it on a network. Where it it's seems like it's much more less episodes, mm-hmm. but like higher quality. Right. Yeah. And, that, seems, and that way you do it instead of like the serial, because that's what's like mm-hmm. a villain of the week. That doesn't right. seem as popular anymore. Yeah. People are probably tired of that. Yeah. Well, the thing with the CW shows, I mean, you had Smallville, which big fan, yeah, which led into Arrow, which mm-hmm. started out super yeah. good, right? And oh, then yeah. Flash came along, and then they added all the other ones. But it, it was just like of tomorrow. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it it just seems like they've just went to the campy side, right? And just stayed there. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow has always been campy, so I haven't really minded that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other ones, you know, it's like um, Supergirl and Supergirl, yeah. Flash, although I love uh, Grant Gustin. Yeah, I mean he, that show started out good, and now it's just. Mm, and he's ar- he's arguably still the most popular Flash. Well, oh yeah, he's a much better. I prefer his, him uh, over Ezra. His yeah. internet following for the last several years has been, I mean, through the roof. Before Justice League, oh, that's also because he was on. What was that show where they sing? It's oh, like, was he? Uh, yeah, he was on Glee. Uh, Glee. Yeah, Glee. Yeah. Oh, God, uh, he, was he was on that. Glee. I didn't know he huh? was on Glee. I missed that. Yeah, he was on Glee, and so was that other chick, uh, the that. Supergirl, and that's why they have an oh. episode where they both sing. There's literally a musical okay. episode of Flash and Supergirl because that. they're. Yeah, now I'm gonna have to go back and watch Glee. And there's that episode of the Flash where Grant Gustin sings uh, karaoke with Danielle. What's her name? Dana Panabaker, whatever mm-hmm. her oh, name is. Yeah. Caitlin Frost. Mm-hmm. She gets wasted, and then he sings, and she's like, "You're such an amazing singer," and I'm just sitting there like, "Screw you, Glee." Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which I say because I love to watch. Uh-oh. Best. Is... And uh, oh no. Why? I was Chris just is into the Spider-Verse. He's coming back. Explaining... He'll be in the multiverse. <laughs> when I'm in the middle of the, the, convoluted the computer, you know, the network can only handle so much of his rants. Yeah. That's that's what it is. It starts to get like oh it's overloaded. The bandwidth limit, rant with oh. limit. <laughs> overloaded. Oh man! Well, and so that yeah, it was, it was really clever and smart on the part of Warner Brothers and the CW is they get these two people that already had a huge following or built-in following from Glee, and they make them that leads in their superhero shows. So they bring an audience with them that would not have normally maybe have followed have, have followed those shows. So that that's I mean that's what I think um, was a, was a smart smart call for them. Yeah, so the, yeah, the Arrowverse, uh, that type of superhero show could be because of these streaming shows and their ability to be able to do a larger budget and less episodes, that could be the future of TV for superheroes is more what they're doing on the streaming app. Coming up, they'll have Batgirl. They're doing a Batgirl show on HBO Max. Another oh singer, another, another musical person, because the, the young lady that's playing Batgirl was in the uh, recent musical movie but I can't remember the name of it, but it came out last year. It was really good. It was a, a, a Latin American set in New York theme. Yes. West Side Story? Not West Side Story. The one the guy from Hamilton did. The guy from Hamilton did a, did a musical movie 
and they got a theatrical and then it also HBO Max streaming. But I can't remember the name of the movie. So mm-hmm. sorry. But anyway, yeah. So they but she's a she's a lead in that. And now she's gonna be Batgirl. So she's also a singer uh and, and musical type. So it's interesting. Uh okay. So we all love we all love this show though. We're all there for the second season. Mm-hmm. Peacemaker. And were we pleasantly surprised? Were you surprised? Was it was it more than what you had hoped for? Debbie? Uh I, I didn't know what to expect. And then it what really threw me off was the intro. Yeah. Because I was like, Yeah, we talked the- about that yesterday a little bit what the blazing hell was that? <laughs> I, I love it now, but I was just like, Oh, what? Yeah. I think without watching the show, if you just showed some of the intro, they'd be like, that show's probably meh. But then having actually, once you watch the show and you see that it happened every time, because you see people in there that are dancing, they're like, these people are enemies. That right. person's dead. You know, it's just like, this is the intro to the show though. And it's, and it's and got that, that song that's stuck in your head because after each episode, mm-hmm. It's a catchy you know, song. Next day at work, I'd be humming it. Oh yeah, there's well, no it, bad time to rock. It, it's very James Gunn to do that, though. Isn't that a James Gunn move? Something he would have done with Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. So it has a little bit. Of, yeah, I mean, it's totally separate from the show, but it's just so ridiculous that it kind of works. <laughs> um, but you know what? It won't for me. It will not go as the most ridiculous opening of a TV show in 2022. That honor is going to go to Mag- to MacGruber. Limited oh, series on that. that limited series on Peacock. He has the most ridiculous show opening of a show I've seen this year that just edges out Peacemaker because I won't I won't spoil the show for you, but I will tell you the opening is his bare ass <laughs> with with fire and flames going off behind it, kind of as a backdrop, and it's supposed to be a sexy silhouette of his bare ass. And then there's several of his naked, na- his naked versions of MacGruber falling from the sky into a pit of fire. And then the ass is like there kind of in front of the um, wow. fire. And, but it applies to the show. And to one of the, one of the episodes, there's a plot that ties into the opening. And then, it, so if you've seen that episode, that's about the third or fourth episode, then you're like, oh, okay. Well, the opening makes sense why they i mean it's, it doesn't totally make sense but it's, it's ridiculous but it's hilarious is this uh wasn't there a mcgruber movie yeah. beyond yeah. ago that was kind of like a parody of macgyver is this the yeah. same thing yeah so that was the snl snl bit first uh for with um for a number of years and then they made a movie out of it and then the movie came out like it's been years since mm-hmm. the movie came out and then this is a limit. It's supposed to be the this series would be the sequel to the movie. Years later, so <laughs> uh, I love the MacGruber movie. The MacGruber movie to me is one of the funniest movies I've seen that no one else saw that they should I don't think see. I've seen it. In fact, oh, there's two movies I'll give you that are the two of the funniest movies I've seen. They are Tropic. They are on a level with something about Mary, Tropic Thunder, um, um, Super Bad. Those are like the movies to me. They're like the 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 gold standard austin powers one and two to me those are the gold standard airplane to me is like the gold standard of fu- the funniest movies of all time uh i like three amigos too i still like three amigos i thought it was pretty funny i don't know if it's appropriate for a 2022 audience but at, i remember at a time i really, I really thought <laughs> it was funny i'd be on the level of blazing saddles yeah That's it could be on a level <laughs> and yeah there's some parts of that movie don't work now in 2022 some parts mm-hmm. of it would still be funny um but anyway that there's two movies 
One is How to Be a Latin Lover with Salma Hayek. And the other one is the MacGruber movie, but especially if you can get the uncut director's version or the, the, the get a copy of the uncut, unrated director cut. Those two movies, two of the funniest movies I've ever seen. How to Be a Latin Lover with Salma Hayek and MacGruber movie. And they both didn't do so well at the box office, but they were because they were missed by people there. But I, I say, see those movies before you die. Absolutely. If you haven't seen them. And then the MacGruber show afterwards, because the MacGruber show is a good continuation of the movie. So, okay. So you do like the show though? I love the show. I give okay. it a high rating and I look forward to season two. And I think it's a good win for DC. Um, and they were due for a win. I'm like you, I'm worried. The flash movie is one of those things like, it's very ambitious for DC. And when DC tries to do something too ambitious, it's usually flopped. Yeah. Speaking of justice league. Um, so I'm a little concerned. Uh, I hope they don't screw up Michael Keaton's Batman. And also the flashpoint paradox upon which some of this is based. The animated yeah. movie is dope. Yeah. For the record, DC animation has been consistently kicking ass for the past like 15 years. And their movies in the on the animated side connect in yeah. a lot of cases and are yeah. as I think as awesome as basically like the MCU, but it's just animated instead of yeah. live action. So their live action is incredible. I was the animation. I mean, the, the animation. Sorry, the animation has yeah. been incredible and more consistent. The, um, all they need to do is take the entire animated stuff and then just shot for shot make it in live action. Just do that. You'll yeah, be you will be fine. Watch they it. Had, I've seen all the animated ones. I will still yeah. go to see it live action, one hundred percent. They had the blueprint right there. It was the, in the animation all along. It's just waiting, ready. Okay, now skipping over to Marvel for our agree or disagree today. Our first question will be a Marvel centric question for it's Debbie Barton and Chris Cassidy coming from MCU Mondays. Thank you so much, y'all. I've had so much fun talking to you, talking to you, but we're not done yet. Before I let you go, you got to agree or disagree. And here's the first question. Andrew and Toby in Spider-Man No Way Home. Some of the internet has called for Andrew and Toby legacy sequels off of their Spider-Man sagas. Would you, should you agree or disagree that that should happen? Agree. Or, yeah. Especially board. for Andrew because he never got his third movie. Yes. That bothers me now. I mean, you I'm not a... Huge Andrew Spider-Man fan. Right. He redeemed himself in No Way Home. So now I would like to see him get his third third movie to finish it out. Yeah. I mean, that always bothered me too that he didn't get the third movie. That would and be I'm cool. always a Toby fan. So yeah. Hell to the yeah. So yeah. More Toby and Spider-Man. Yeah, absolutely. Right. What do you think, Chris? Legacy sequels for those two? Uh take your money. Uh meh. I wouldn't it, or too much. I too wouldn't much of a say good thing. Like, I wouldn't ask to do that. You know, I don't think it's necessary. I wouldn't probably be mad at it if it did happen, but I think I I like young Spider-Man. So let's like while it's interesting right. to be like, hey, look, here's Timmy right. work as part of an ensemble cast, but like I think watching just older toby now for an entire movie if right. he didn't have that other it'd be like why are we doing this <laughs> but or it might be that they could pop up and not necessarily uh 
the multiverse of madness, but sure. maybe they could pop up here and there. I'd yeah, but if that also, that, also, if, should that um, happen? Should we see more of them? If, if the Toby thing meant that Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin also comes back, then yes, shut up, take my money. Okay. <laughs> In your face, <laughs> Marvel rumors in your face. <laughs> Willem Dafoe is awesome. He is awesome. He was great in that. And that movie was should have gotten a nominated for an Oscar. And William Dafoe should have gotten nominated for best supporting actor. I'm sorry, I will fight for that yeah. till the end of the end of times. When you're going to give that movie that 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 uh, alien that alien movie that movie with Meryl Streep on Netflix. With Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, nominated for Best Picture. Was that one? Don't look up or Don't look up, which is like forty percent critics rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and No Way Home, which is what ninety something percent on. I mean, nearly perfect critic score. <laughs> but you give just you know. I think I still say the only reason that Don't Look Up got nominated was because of, because it has a Meryl. So it's got Meryl Streep and it's got Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Nominate it. I didn't even see it. An yeah. Oscar nomination. Yeah, ho Hollywood really needs to get, you know, the stick out of their ass mm -hmm. and just start. I mean, you you've got great superhero hero movies. Sorry, can't talk. Um, no Way Home, perfect example. It should have gotten more than just yeah. what is it, visuals or something like that. Not, I don't know, but yeah, because the. Uh, they can't come up with any original ideas anymore. And a lot of the movies that are up are like been there, done that, seen it. Don't care. So Chris, no on, on this uh, leg on the legacy sequels, but yes, for dinosaurs shooting lasers out of their ass in my Jurassic future movie. <laughs> I didn't say no. You know, but... <laughs> but you would be in favor of Tobey Maguire being cast in a futuristic uh, dinosaur movie with lasers shooting out of dinosaurs ass. Sure, yeah. And William Defoe coming to his rescue. And William Defoe showing up to come to his rescue. <laughs> I want him to play a man who thinks he's a dinosaur. Oh. <laughs> Take my money. Take my money. Please. It's actually, yeah, there are no dinosaurs. He's just a mentally ill person who lives in a world of dinosaurs. It's... He should play like an older, really demented Joker. Oh, take my money. I've seen pictures of that mock-up, and it's pretty horrifying. I've heard, yeah, I've heard of that. Awesome. Look up Willem Dafoe Joker, and you're just gonna be like, "Yeah, I want to see that." <laughs> I'd pay for money for that. I'd Number buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Number two. <laughs> this will be the last appearance. Uh, okay, no, agree or disagree with this statement? By the way. This upcoming Love and Thunder, the sequel for, the, the, um, for Thor, uh, will be the last appearance of Natalie Portman in a MCU movie. Agree or disagree with that statement? And I can give you some kind of back story on why I would even say that. I dare say that. Uh, she was already done once before. I don't know. Yeah, from what I, think... I understood. She didn't want to do any more. They had to give her the pitch. It depends on if they follow the comic book because I think in the comics 
she has cancer. That's why Thor gives her the hammer. Right. Because it, uh, you know, it helps or whatever. You can save her, yeah. yeah. But more than likely, I would say, you know, she would probably die because it's like, I think there's like an after effect or something. Right. After she uses the hammer, it just expediates the, the cancer or something like that. I'm not quite sure, but yeah, it, it could be. Unless think, they Chris? made her a really good deal to continue right. on as Lady Thor. And I don't know if she's got a deal right now. She Maybe she has still movies on her contract. I don't know. I don't know. I'd heard that she was done at one point and wasn't going to come back. And they made a pitch that, of what she would get to do. And she was compelled to come back and do this one. I would be fine with her being done. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think she did a bad job or anything. But No, I love, I, oh my gosh, Natalie Portman. Love Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. But she, I think she's she's kind of an actress that could be a, a Meryl Streep type. I think already has been. Yeah, she's done some pretty uh, like, yeah, like so that's when why she did uh, the Phantom Menace and Star Wars. Absolutely, right. yeah. So that's why I Meryl think Streep would do. She might not want to get tied down to a continuing uh, saga of MCU movies where that's she's still kind of in her prime, still as an actress could could do a string for fifteen years of Meryl Streep type roles. You know, maybe. Okay, so number three, get into some Star Wars. We haven't talked really much Star Wars in this episode. Kenobi coming up May. Surprise, they're not going to put it out on May 4th day, but I guess they don't really need to put it out on May 4th day because people are going to be doing Star Wars stuff anyway on May 4th without a Kenobi premiere. Well, Kenobi. It's always been Star Wars Day. It's always well, been Star Wars Day. Isn't yeah. May when like the original? Yes, it's the 40th May. anniversary of New Hope. Right. So there you go. Yes, yeah, so it's a big, it's a big, big month. Kenobi will come out. It will best all the previous Star Wars TV shows that we've seen so far, and become Better. the best of the best Star Wars TV series. Agree or disagree? Oh, over man. Mando, over Boba Fett. I want to agree, so I'm going to say agree because I want that to be what happens, mm-hmm. but I don't think that that will be what ha- I'm trepidatious about this, mm-hmm. especially after Book of Boba Fett, which. <laughs> yeah, and because Boba Fett and Kenobi are my two favorite Star Wars characters, <laughs> and so then we had Book of Boba Fett, where it's like, "Hey, I'm I'm a crime lord now. Oh, really? What crimes do you commit? I protect <laughs> the people of this city, and I'm just like, that's not what a crime lord does. So what the hell? <clears throat> I um, got knocked. So like that. what do you think, Debbie? <laughs> agree or disagree? Best Star Wars live action series so far will be Kenobi. I hope. Well, it'll become. The, it'll I, become I, the I, I, I'm hoping. Although a new hope and Mando, Mando, a new hope. Yeah. Boy, I don't know. She Mando's gonna hope. be hard to to top, but yeah, I'm hoping it's really good. I hope it knocks everybody's socks off because mm-hmm. I love Ewan McGregor. Yeah, I was gonna say that does count in its favor. Like, and it was great for Tamora Morrison to play Boba Fett, but frankly. Boba Fett, I've always felt as a character that shouldn't be taking his helmet off, so it didn't matter. Anyone could have played him, but yeah, I know since they did Django and the clone army, and now they right. have him, so why not use him? Blah blah blah. But right. he still took his helmet off too much, and I think part of that was because like the Mandalorian, they were gonna like because there was originally going to be a movie about Boba Fett, a movie about Kenobi, but all Logan dire- Logan directors, the Logan director, yeah, and then he went on to do Indiana Jones instead. and then they and he- made. 
well, they made the Mandalorian instead. They shut down all the movies that were going to have. They made the Mandalorian. And I think some right. of the ideas that were going to go to Boba Fett, not point. all of them, but right. ended up going to the Mandalorian. And now he looks like this badass. Boba Fett, he still kind of looks like a badass, but they spent half that show. He's not in his armor. Oh, he's in the back to tank. Now he's attacked by a Wookiee that somehow got into his entire palace. I, I heard that take somewhere. Yeah. And then he gets punched in the face with it by a Wookiee with a spiked knuckle duster. And he gets punched in the face, which A, your head should be gone. That's a Wookiee with a knuckle duster, but he doesn't even have a mark. And I'm like, what is your skin made of? Beskar? Is the Bacta still healing you post bath? Why? Uh -huh. So, like, there's some problems. There's, oh my God, some problems with that. So I worry about Kenobi, but. At least I, Kenobi I, was a good guy, and he's still supposed to be a good guy. He could have like tortured dreams and whatnot. But Boba Fett was a bad guy, bordering, you know, or at least gray area. But he worked right. for the bad guys. He's he villainous. The, in this, they're the trying Empire. to make him yeah. honorable. I'm going to do everything through honor, and oh, right. blah 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 blah. It's like, well, they gave a backstory too. I think they tried to set that up why he's more honorable now, unless less of a baddie. That's why the whole sand people thing came in like that. And I, I still don't agree. Like that, would even Mohicans do that. Are, was, the Dancing with Wolves in Star Wars. <laughs> uh, Boba Fett that's of what, Arabia, Lawrence of Arabia. That's <laughs> what I've heard it, it <laughs> And then there's two whole episodes that are just the Mandalorian. It's like two episodes that aren't even Boba Fett. And it's like, what were you doing when you wrote this show? I, I still think we'll see Boba Fett and Mando, and they're going to team up and make their own clan. I still say that. And so, and we didn't, for a show that's supposedly the book of Boba Fett, we didn't have nearly enough Slave One. They went and captured the ship, they use it once, right. and then they're like, well, I guess we'll forget that we have the most awesome ship in all of Star Wars, and also right. we'll never call it by its name again, because we're going to pretend that slavery isn't even a thing anymore, despite the fact that Anakin yeah. was a slave, So, but we can't see the word anymore, because someone might get offended in the fact that he called his ship, uh, that a villainous character called his ship something that I didn't like hearing. Right. Holy crap, people. But you know, I don't have strong feelings on the subject. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. So, <laughs> it doesn't get, it doesn't get too much more. So my blood pressure isn't. Uh... There's nothing to see here. Uh... All right, all right. <laughs> I'm just hoping oh, uh, Kenobi blows my mind. That's that's all I'm wanting because we yeah. know it's a limited series. I want six hours of mind blowing Ewan McGregor and mm -hmm. Hayden Christensen. That's all I want. Yeah, the best of ever you've ever seen of the two of them. Yeah, and so much with the show we're gonna get. We're gonna get Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, Obi Wan, freaking Kenobi, of course. Even Uncle Ben is coming back. The original from the the prequels. Not the original from the the original because that would be impossible. Probably bring back to Uncle Ben. <laughs> Don't think he's alive anymore. <laughs> he's a crispy critter. <laughs> yeah, I think he, that would be a, probably not possible. But the Uncle Ben from the um, and Uncle Ben. <laughs> yeah, and and I Uncle thought, Ben. Uh, Baru was coming back too. 
Is uh, Jimmy Jimmy Smith? Oh, Uncle Owen. I kept saying Uncle Ben. Yeah. Uncle Owen is coming back. The original, the Uncle Owen from the and the real one that played Uncle, the actor that played Uncle Owen in the actual prequels is is going to be the actors can come back. Uh, Jimmy Smiths, mm-hmm. is he coming back? Yeah, you get him. Awesome. So I wonder. That makes me wonder about what we're going to be seeing. Do we know how many episodes it is? Six. Six. Not enough. I need eight. Six, and they're all one-hour episodes. That yeah, seems short. Know. Does that seem short? Mm. Well, if they had done six episodes of the man or Boba Fett, which they basically did when you take away the two that he wasn't in. True. So you know how many episodes? You know, at least hopefully these will actually all be focused on Kenobi. The show's called Kenobi. Let's have him actually be in the show in the Mandalorian. The Mandalorians in every episode. What the hell was happening with Book of Boba Fett? <laughs> I swear, the writing for that just blows my mind. It's, the, why are you watching the show because the titular character is my favorite character boba fett i want to see boba fett whatever's happening well, with boba fett hey guess what for two episodes out of what eight he's not in it two That's episodes a weird decision don't be surprised though if they don't do something for an episode with anakin or darth vader where they go off just on anakin for one episode i wouldn't be surprised it's a very. I could see a lot of these shows and characters Kenobi. interacting on each other's shows. I could totally see that. Well, except mm-hmm. for maybe. Let's see. Kenobi takes place. Well, it's in between A New Hope and Sith. Uh, Re- Rise. Yeah, Return of the Revenge of the Sith. Rise <laughs> of the Return of the Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> That's the next Woo! sequel trilogy that they're proposing over at, at Disney Yikes. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Well, so how do we start it? Well, okay. So Palpatine comes back, right? That's I heard. He's more built a bigger Death Star, even bigger than the one in the Force Awakens. Yeah, dude, this thing's huge. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, this is where the uh, yeah. The shit is getting real. Oh yes, things getting serious. Dude, did you hear what I said? The shit just got real. All right, the shit is okay. getting. Re- that's enough. <laughs> we get the point on the shit. Oh my gosh. Okay. Any final thoughts from my two wonderful guests? Now, thank you all so much for wasting a Tuesday evening on this, <laughs> this mess. It's good. It's yeah. Fun. You interrupted my watching of 1883. Damn you. Oh, <laughs> I owe you one, Debbie. I owe you a big one. Thank you. <laughs> Just kidding. I love doing this. Yeah, it's awesome. And it got me to watch Peacemaker because I actually hadn't watched yeah. it. I watched it over the past two days. And when I started watching it, I was really glad I, you know, because I was, I, didn't, I wasn't sure about it, even enjoying the Suicide Squad. But I was like, this isn't a movie. Things change when they go over to television, when it's a series. And some things did change, namely the character himself. But mm-hmm. that actually was just giving more background on the character. Yeah. I The only preconceived notions i had of this character were from the suicide squad and so they very much it's the same character from that so but did he listen to his co-host no for weeks i've been telling him you need to watch it does he listen to me no i don't even remember that so (laughs) i don't know what to tell you i think you just made that up no i did not Did you start doing a show? Because then you could find the recording and be like, see? Is it on? Yeah, is it on tape? Can you go back? Yeah, and it should be. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then we got proof. <laughs> got proof. And you cut it together with this. See? 
dumbass. And then I'll go. Oh. <laughs> it won't be an actual deep fake of Chris saying that. And then I'll forget entirely. I'll be like, I don't remember that either. That's what he'll say. He'll say, oh, you deep faked that. That's not me. I have they, no memory of that. That will be the future. People will say, deny they said it. Then they'll go back and run the tape. And then, then they can say, oh, it was a deep fake because deep fakes are so easy to do now and make them look so believable. How empty was my flask when you told me? <laughs> well, that I never know because, you know. That's why you don't get a clear flask. <laughs> or you do if you want to know, but you can always just yeah. shake it. Anyway. Otherwise, yeah, you make it make it not clear. It's more ideal because you can drink it at business like work meetings. And I don't know. Drinking do out I, of I never a flask, I think that's still frowned upon, whether it's clear or opaque. <laughs> True. You know? Yeah. Because people just assume it's liquor. It's like, what are you drinking there? You're drinking a oh, flask. It's like this express, is apple juice. Yeah. Yeah, it's apple <laughs> it's juice. It's the same color Coffee. as apple juice. Mm. On that note, I got a little thoughts and advice. I'm going to ru run some tape on it, though. I'm not I'm going to do it the lazy way. I'm not going to actually do it myself tonight. But on a week that we go, we'll, we will be getting a new Batman movie in theaters. The much, much anticipated, long awaited Matt Reeves, the Batman. And also in a week where we talk the Peacemaker, I couldn't think of another better video to run to close it out than this. Batman has a coterie of supervillains. Joker, Riddler, Mad Hatter. So what? You said you were a superhero like Batman. Do you have a coterie of supervillains? No, he doesn't. So maybe you're not a superhero after all. You want to know why I don't have a coterie of supervillains? Why? My coterie of supervillains is six feet fucking under. There, you see? Batman doesn't kill people. Because he's a pussy. He's a dark creature of the night. He's a jack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Lord. I that love probably... that they kept asking that. The kid in the classroom was also like, do you have a coterie of supervillains? No. <laughs> <laughs> kept coming back to haunt them. That question. I love it. Peacemaker and Batman. There together in that well, kind of in that little bit little scene. Uh, thank you so much, Debbie Barton from Geek News Now, and two shows on Geek News Now that you can catch her weekly: the MCU Mondays on Monday nights and Thursdays with the uh, the Star Wars, the Star Wars, not Star Wars. Geek News Now, <laughs> Cantina, Cantina Happy Hour, Cantina Happy Hour on Thursday. That's what we call it. Eight thirty Central, also right? Correct. Yes, nine thirty. Eastern. And it's a vase. And also Geek News Now. Below me, Chris Cassidy. There he is. It's a vase. You can catch him at the It's a Vase YouTube channel, which is now up to how many hundreds of thousands of subscribers? You're up there. <laughs> I mean, um, you've, you've hit a milestone. 2,700 about, or something like that. Yeah, let's see. It's been spiking. It's a huge accomplishment. No, that's a huge accomplishment to hit. Uh, it's a it's a lot of work, and you've done. You've, I mean, you've been doing it for a while. You're doing a good job. Yeah, twenty six ninety. It's great. A lot of them oh. Scottish, also, because I do reactions to a Scottish TV show, and they're loving it. And they're always like, "I did not know that." When's the next? Episode? No, yeah. If you look at my views, it's like seventy percent is from the UK, mm -hmm. and like twenty percent is from America. It's badass. It's badass. <laughs> it's, I'm international, dude. You're international. <laughs> I love it. 
I love it. Well, catch the It's a Vase on YouTube and catch him also on MCU Mondays. It also 8.30 on Monday nights, 8.30 Central. And check your local listings for your 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 bat time and your bat place. And Chris has gone off in the oh, there he's busy back. He went into the multiverse for a second. I got a hiccup in my computer. He's back there. A little um I wish somebody would have told this dude it's a terrible idea to get a Keono tattoo on your leg because I actually come to life and I take over your body like I'm doing right now. Whoa. All right, dude, let's go get some pizza pronto. Move. All right, let's go get some pizza. <laughs> you heard Keanu. The Keanu tattoo. Keanu, it sounds like it actually is a good idea. I want some New York style pizza this week. Really good New York style pizza. All right, everyone. Have a good a good day, hour, second, millisecond, and peace to the world. Peace on earth. I'll add that in there as well. We need world peace. All right. What decade do we not need world peace? That's always the case, but especially now. Yeah. All right, everyone. Have a good night. Thank you, guys. No problem. Glad to be here. Close it out. Where's the closer? There it is, the outro. Thunder Pop is a Hit the Bricks production.